Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Great job today playing all my favorites. This is Oasis, Don't Go Away at 849, your hump day, birthday, sitting friends in the morning show on a Wednesday. And it's been a really a great show already. Frank Morano got us going in the 6 o'clock hour. He was terrific. Uh, both guys in the 7 o'clock hour, Curtis Sliwa and Joseph Takapina. I thought Takapina was very informative about what he's doing in this latest Trump rape allegation case, where he is in the Trump bread case. And, of course, uh, in the 8 o'clock hour, my mom. And now we close out the 8 o'clock hour, and Noam, who was tremendous, with uh, Peter King. Uh, again, in my lifetime, the two best politicians, Rudy Giuliani and Peter King. That's it. And Peter not only did a great job on Long Island, but, my God, all those years, Homeland Security, just a, a great guy. And he and I get into these uh, disagreements on this show. We actually fight every now and then. But when it's over, it's a good Shabbos, and then I love you. And I, I really do Respect this guy as much as you can respect anybody. He's my dear friend, Peter King. Good morning, Peter. Good morning, Shaden. Happy birthday. Uh, Happy thank birthday. you, buddy. Love thank you. Thank you. And we got into it uh, pretty good last week over the uh, to share a thing. But I think on this one, you and I will totally agree. And that is what Jim Jordan did just a couple of days ago. And my friend Jennifer Harrison, who just wished me a happy birthday, and and uh, Madeline Bream and Jose Alba and all these victims here in New York having a chance to speak, to speak and tell their story while Alvin Bragg wastes time going after Donald Trump. I think you and I will agree on this one. What Jim Jordan and that committee did on Tuesday was a great thing. Now, I said you and I agree 1,000% on this. What Jim Jordan did was absolutely essential. Well, it, to me, even more significant was how terrible the Democrats were. I mean, for them to be talking about this is just all about Trump, this is phony, these people are being used. When you had those family members of victims, some who were brutalized and even murdered in the most horrible ways, and for the Democrats to somehow pass this off as a, a political advertisement or a commercial, I mean, that shows that basically down deep they are heartless. And as bad as Bragg is, I think those Democrats there that day disgraced themselves, the Congress, and it was just a horrible insult you know, to those victims who had the guts to come out. I mean, listen, you go through a trauma like that, a horror like that, 
and you know, having a family member killed or attacked or wounded, and then to uh, have the nerves, the courage to go on national television, to go before the United States Congress, and then be ridiculed, to be ridiculed by the Democrats. And they were being ridiculed. You know, the Democrats say, well, we weren't really criticizing them. We were criticizing the fact that they were being used. Not true. That's the worst insult of all. You're saying these people aren't smart enough to know right. what right. they're doing. I mean, it was absolutely disgraceful. So but Jim Jordan, he did the right thing, and we need more of it. And let the American people know they're real victims to these crimes, and these are the people who are suffering. You know, this got nice messages from Marianne from Brooklyn for the Howard Stern fans and Jack Manzo and Ralph Napolitano, all these folks. And I kind of joked earlier with Curtis Sliwa. I wonder if Mayor Eric Adams will send me a message today because you know, Peter, that the mayor and I have uh, forged this nice friendship. And you've been with the mayor a couple of times the last couple of months, sure. and you guys get along well, too. But I have been very critical on record. I remain critical today of what he's been doing. And you mentioned these Democrats on Tuesday. You're talking about guys like Adam Schiff. I get it. Jerry Nadler. But right at the front of that was the mayor. I mean, the mayor's out there with a press conference. He actually called it a stunt, a Donald Trump donation. And I'm sorry. It's one thing for Washington Democrats to go that way. But if you're the mayor of New York City and all these people that spoke that day were victims of crime from New York, I thought the worst of all was Mayor Eric Adams. He really had an opportunity. Listen, he... Uh, has said he was going to fight crime. In many respects, he does the right thing. But it seems that when it really comes time to get it done, he holds back. I mean, his, his uh, commissioner is great. The NYPD is great. But the fact is, the people who are hurting us here the most are the DAs, the city council, the state legislature, the Democrats in Albany. And he has an obligation to stand up because until he does, until he takes them on, and until he agrees that there's – now, this isn't just a debate we're having over – you know, what kind of methods we should use. The fact is there are people being killed or people being attacked. You had a cop being hit in the head with a bottle in broad daylight the other day. You have every day open the paper, someone's being shot, someone's being attacked. Now, he has an absolute obligation to get out there and speak up. Listen, he, he did a good thing by giving the cops the, you know, the back pay and the raise yeah. they're entitled to. Yep. And I think AOC, is she's disgraced herself again by saying that, you know, the cops shouldn't get paid enough. But having said all that, no, the mayor, this is his moment. He's got to, he's got to stand up. Uh, you know, the time for talk is over. He's got to be out front on this. He's got to show leadership, and he's got to show real results, not just talk about it, but let the cops do what they have to do, fight Albany, fight the governor, tell them that what they are doing is costing lives here in New York. And also, when someone like Jim Jordan comes in, he doesn't have to wrap his arms around Jordan. We can say, listen, this is needed. We, we, I, want, I want the people of New York to see just how bad it can be Correct. if we don't get this situation straightened out. I mean, not just not holding back, Peter, but I'm going to play this audio clip for you quickly. The day that Donald Trump was indicted, that Thursday morning, uh, the grand jury, we had we heard reports the grand jury was going to go out for a month, and we said, okay, it ain't happening. Clearly, Alvin Bragg doesn't have a case. In fact, you'll hear me talk to the mayor. That was the last time the mayor was on this show. Three weeks ago tomorrow, opening day, Yankees-Giants. And I start the question by saying, well, it looks like there's no case. And I gave the mayor an opportunity to kind of go off, if you will, on Alvin Bragg. And instead, I'm sure you've heard this already, but most haven't, wait till you hear the mayor's response when I asked him about Alvin Bragg. Now we hear the grand jury maybe another month. It ain't going to happen because the truth is Alvin Bragg does not have a case. What are your thoughts on the Manhattan DA getting in so deep that he tried to bring a case that, quite frankly, Mr. Mayor, doesn't exist? You, you know, there's one thing I learned, Sid. Let prosecutors do their job, and I'll do my job. I do not get involved with it. 
Uh, I do know that there are layers to an investigation and that I don't recall the DA ever stating uh, that where was he in the process. Uh, I think there was a lot of speculations. There was a lot of rumors. Uh, there were a lot of innuendos flying around. But I think the DA has been extremely professional. Stop it right there. I really- think the DA has been extremely professional. That's the answer I get from Mayor Adams when there are people walking around the streets that have 19 priors, 24 priors, 30 priors, beating up people every single day. And his DA and his attorney general are spending millions and millions of dollars trying to put Donald Trump away. I think Alvin Bragg has been extremely professional. Are you kidding me, King? I tell you, uh, he, he, he dropped the ball. It's wrong. He, listen, he's got to. He's got to knock it off. He's got to take on who the bad guys here. The bad guys are Alvin Bragg, city council, state legislature, all these progressive Democrats with their uh, uh, nonsensical bail reform on the age for the criminals, on the, again tying the hands of the cops. And uh, so, listen, he's, yeah. he's got to get out there. Yep. He's better than the boss. He's better than the But if you listen back to that uh, that audio, he clearly knew that yeah, it was, was coming. Stuff, sure. Right, right. And by the way, he was on stage with Al Sharpton, Letitia James, and Alvin Bragg, and all these losers not long after that. Yeah, and AOC, right. But he knew, listening to that audio, that it was still coming. And that's what I also found pretty pretty eye-opening about that audio from three weeks ago. And, and I think, Peter, what these Democrats don't understand is, is, and we talked about Donald Trump's electability. Now, you know, of course, that there are GOP donors now that are pulling money out of DeSantis. One major, major donor said, hey, his six-week abortion uh, ban, and also the uh, the book deal, that ain't going to work. He's not electable. So all of a sudden, big GOP donors have deemed that not Trump, DeSantis, is the one not electable. The Democrats realize they're making the path for Donald Trump back to Pennsylvania Avenue even easier? You know, you know, I still think Donald Trump is going to have trouble getting reelected. I, I also said all along, though, that I didn't know how DeSantis was going to do once he hit the national stage, and so far he hasn't performed. He's not been able to stand up. You know, one thing about Trump, in 2015, he boomed onto the national stage, and people said, okay, once the debates start, once the campaign gets going, he's going to be finished. Well, instead he got better as he went along. DeSantis is not getting better. So, again, I am not supporting Donald yet in the primaries, but having said that, he would certainly be better than Biden in the general. Whether he wins or not, and there's a lot of negatives there, and even some of these people that are leaving him, like you know, on the abortion issue, when Donald Trump ran, he was the ultimate right-to-life candidate. He was the one who said we had to uh, you know, reverse uh, Roe versus Wade. So, again, he's sort of having a both ways. Listen, I'd rather not get into that now because right, we should be focusing on Biden. And I, I'm not certain that DeSantis is the guy who can beat Trump yeah. anyway. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what do you think about this last story? I, I, I know he, he should do it. Why shouldn't he do it? He's serving right now. Kevin McCarthy swore him in. And there could be 9 million investigations going on, like with Trump. But George Santos already announcing he's running again. I mean, the guys on Long Island, your friends, the Kairos, the Espositos, they got to be pulling their hair out of their head, no? Yeah, they are. Listen, this guy's got to go. Uh, I think I'm, I'm, what I'm hoping for, and it can happen, is that I think he can be expelled from the Congress, not for the lies. That, you know, that's one thing. The fact is he's filed false reports with the federal government on his campaign money. He has an account of $700,000. If there's a special election, Republicans will win it. He's being used against us. In the long run, it's going to kill us in Nassau County if Santos 
as long as he sticks around. Because every candidate who runs, like, like Curtis, listen, I was I, I was never a Santos supporter. You listen to Curtis, I was the biggest Santos supporter of all. That's what the Democrats are going to do to every Republican yeah. in, you know, in this year's elections. You are George Santos. So he's there. He's a liar. He's a pathological liar. And uh, as bad as other people are, he's nuts. I think he passed a lie detector test. Yeah, I say he's a he liar, did. but I don't think he knows he's a liar. No, he is. He's pathological. Again, 30 seconds to go. Is Michelle Johnson, Capitola, going to get her way in this uh, big issue with housing under Kathy Hochul's plan in Nassau County? Okay, that would devastate uh, Nassau County. Uh, if Johnson's doing what the other Republicans are doing in Nassau County, we have to fight that. Hopefully it can be killed in Albany right now. If not, it's going to be the main issue in the campaigns. Basically, you can't be turning Nassau County in, in, you know, into New York City. Listen, I grew up in the city. I love the city. But people live in the suburbs for a reason. They don't want to have massive housing. And, again, the way this is done, it's a one-size-fits-all. And we are going to fight it tooth and nail. We have to preserve the suburbs. Peter, I, I can't thank you enough. You know, you, all kidding aside, you have become a dear friend. Danielle loves you. Ava loves you. Gabe loves you. We love you. And Roe, of course, and Tim, the whole crew. So thank you for hopping on this uh, birthday show this morning. Great job, as you do every Wednesday. God bless you, pal. Thank you, Sid. Happy birthday. My man, Peter King.